Welcome to the Brian Thomas Crop Podcast. I am Brian Crop, and I believe that stories are a tremendous power for good. So I write them and I enjoy sharing them with you. And today we're going to continue looking at uh, the book that I wrote a while back called Sabrina Cubbins and Mr. Alexander's Pottery Palace and uh, read chapter four as uh, we've been talking about. If you've listened to any of the past episodes, uh, I wrote this book based off of uh, some study that my pastor at the time had done on uh, words that get translated out of the, the primarily the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament into English. Uh, we, we translate them as fool or folly or foolishness, and there's a whole the whole different categories of what that means in the uh, original language that the Old Testament was written in. And so there are different kind of strategies. Um, this is, I think, back a couple of weeks ago, I said that one of my uh, favorite um, fools that I like to drift towards in my less awesome moments is the easy way fool. And this is going to be today uh, the other one that I, I kind of drift towards. Um, so I think you will uh, enjoy hearing this story about some dodo birds who don't end up in the best of places. Um, also want to let you know some of the stuff that's uh, going on on the behind the scenes of um, writing and writing books and that kind of stuff. And um, at the time of this recording, we were getting very close to being able to release the sequel to Showdown in the Yukon. That was a book that I released, uh, I believe, in 2019, and I've been working on the sequel to that. So I'll, I'll let you know more information about that and how you can get a copy, uh, but I think either sometime in May or the end of May, uh, that should be able to uh, hit the stores. I'm getting very excited and, and looking forward to being able to share that with you. Uh, but we will uh, I'll read to you the, the fourth chapter of Sabrina Kevins right after these words from our sponsor this week. This episode is also sponsored by the Casey Jackson in South Acres series. I am proud to announce that the final book, Carry That Weight, is out in Amazon stores. You can get that in a physical book or in an ebook for your Kindle. Uh, this is uh, a story that has taken about a year to get released. It's a four-part story, and all four parts are out, so you can have the whole series. Uh, go check out the link in the show notes and grab your own copy of Carry That Weight, or if you haven't uh, looked at the whole series, you can grab the whole series uh, there as well. And now, here's our chapter. Chapter 4. The Problem with Clipper Ships What I don't understand is why you were in the storeroom to begin with. Sabrina's father looked at her very seriously and waited for an answer. Sabrina, covered in dried clay, looked around Mr. Alexander's office to the many adults who were ready for her to give the reason for her actions. Sabrina didn't know what to say. She tried looking helpless and shrugged her shoulders. Mr. Alexander twitched his mustache, straightened his glasses, and said, Sabrina, until today I would have said you are enjoying the pottery classes here. Girls are girls, and there have been some episodes here and there. That's to be expected. People make mistakes. But over the past two weeks, there have been more and more times when you have decided to do something very foolish with nothing but a shrug in response. 
He's right, honey. Her mother patted Sabrina's knee. This doesn't seem like you. Even she had to admit they were right. It wasn't like her. It wasn't like her at all. But she'd become friends with Corey, a very fun and adventurous girl who sat far away from Tina. She thought she'd done a good thing by moving herself after the broken cat incident. Corey, on the other hand, was always up for some new fun. She was very creative, and Sabrina had fun with her, but it was always a distraction from what she was supposed to be doing. If she was honest with herself, it was starting to get less and less fun each day. Sabrina, Mr. Alexander said, and her eyes jumped to his, I'm afraid this is it. If I catch you off on one of your adventures again, I'm going to have to remove you from my pottery palace. It's just not fair to the other children. Sabrina nodded. On the way home, she made a deal with herself not to go along with Corey's adventures anymore. If it was one thing she'd learned from her time at Mr. Alexander's Pottery Palace, picking good friends was important. The wrong friends could lead to some serious consequences. I suppose you have a story in that box for this, she said to her mother, almost dreading the answer. Yes, she said, but I wonder if you are ready for it. Learning takes an openness of heart and mind. Sabrina was sure she would much rather do something alone in her room, like playing with her animals or coloring books, so she wasn't sure why she found herself saying, Can I read it anyway? Her mom searched Sabrina's eyes for a moment before fetching the story box and pulling out a thin book. She handed it to Sabrina. I want to talk about this when you're finished, she said. Sabrina went to her room and flopped on her bed. Horatio the Dodo, it read. She cracked the book open and began to read. Two thousand miles to the east of Madagascar on the island of Mauritius sat Horatio the Dodo. He was white and fluffy with a flamingo-like beak and he was bored. Very bored. I'm bored, he said. I need to find something fun to do. Shall I try cliff jumping today or surf the waves? Scare the villagers or disturb a mother's nest? Horatio was always getting himself into some kind of trouble. He never meant to. It's just that trouble looked like so much fun at the start. One time, Horatio hid in a pot of stew. The villagers had prepared the stew for a large feast. He hadn't realized the stew was boiling hot and nearly lost all his feathers. It took months to grow them back. All the while, he said, Did you see their faces? Wasn't that funny? His mother scolded him, saying, Horatio, one day your fun is going to get you into a heap of trouble. You need to think about the consequences of your actions. Horatio nodded his featherless head in remorse. He knew she was right, even if he didn't understand his mother's fancy words. Horatio had no idea what a consequence was. All he knew was that boiling stew was painful, but his prank had kept him entertained for a while. So, as he sat on the shore and wondered what could add excitement to his day, he saw something dark and irregular sitting a long way off just where the sky met the sea. I wonder what that is, he said to himself. Wonder what what is, came a voice behind him. Horatio turned. It was Gladys. Horatio liked Gladys, because above all, she was fun, and often joined him on his adventures. That dark thing out there, he said. The thing that's getting closer, said she. Yes, he said. The thing that looks like a clipper ship? She chirped. 
Yes, he said, smiling. Now he recognized it, a clipper ship. Clipper ships provided all kinds of fun for Horatio and Gladys. They were filled with people who were very busy and had legs that were easily tangled. Many were the days he and Gladys would walk through the harbor and place themselves purposefully to trip and confuse the people. This brought any number of shrieks and shouts as the people flailed and fell. It was just the right kind of fun for the day. As he and Gladys made their plans for adventure, the ship got closer and closer. Eventually, the ship landed at the harbor and several people walked off the ship. But that day, there was something different about the people. Instead of scurrying to and fro with boxes and nets, these people were moving with seriousness on their faces and with short, fat clubs in their hands. Horatio and Gladys, still itchy to have their fun, set up a perch on one side of a fallen tree trunk. The plan was to wait till one of the people got close enough. Then the birds would spring out from behind the tree, making as much noise as possible. Horatio and Gladys hoped to scare the person back to the ship. Gladys and Horatio looked at each other. She winked at him. He smiled at her. I'm glad we're having this fun together, he said. I know. It was the perfect way to spend the day, said she. Then they heard the footsteps of a person getting closer. 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 And when they were sure the person was close enough, the pair of dodos sprang up from behind the tree, flapped their wings, and squawked as loud as they could. Sure enough, the person hollered loudly and jumped three feet in the air. What fun! Horatio and Gladys laughed and laughed. They laughed so hard they never saw the person club them both on the head and knock them out. If only they had known, they would be dragged back to the ship and prepared to feed the hungry crew. They might have played a different game. Horatio's mother waited and waited for him to come home that day, but he never did. She was sure he'd gotten himself into a heap of trouble, but she just couldn't stop hoping that someday she would see him again. "'What an awful story,' Sabrina said when she found her mother filling an apple pie. "'What was awful about it?' she asked. "'He just—I mean, how stupid!' "'He was just having fun,' said her mother. "'But he didn't listen to his mother!' And let that be a lesson to you, Sabrina's mother said with a wink. Horatio wanted to have fun so much he never saw the danger coming. And if I keep doing things like I did today at pottery class, I could also end up in danger, Sabrina said. Or worse, her mother said. Now, are you getting any help in coming up with these adventures of yours? Sabrina told her mother about Cory, and the two of them worked out how to stop getting tempted by Cory's so-called fun. Thanks, Mom, she said. I had no idea there were so many ways to goof stuff up. Well, let's hope that's it for you. But, her mother said as she patted Sabrina's hair, I have a feeling there are more ways you're going to discover before too long. Now, off to bed with you. So again, when I wrote this uh, set of uh, short stories and kind of uh, put the envelope around it that is Sabrina's uh, adventures with different friends at Mr. Alexander's Pottery Palace. It was with the intent of teaching our oldest daughter, I think our only daughter at the time, about these different um, strategies that we employ to get through the world in a foolish way. And the the pastor who had uh, talked about these different uh, strategies at one point had used a bunch of animals to describe uh, each one of these strategies and I think for 
the the my way fool he'd used a badger but for uh, the fun way fool which is this one uh, he used a dodo bird and so when i was trying to find how do i get an in with uh, this fool strategy because i think in, in its worst um expressions this would be a lot of addictive behavior is this way or um very gullible uh activities to just kind of get in uh, foolishly with things that look uh, fun and uh, just kind of exciting. Um, but he had used the dodo bird. And the way I uh, did a little bit of research on dodo birds, and they did live in that island that is very hard to pronounce off the coast of Madagascar, and that's where they lived. And uh, people would just walk up to them. They'd take ships in, walk up to them, club them over the head. They really weren't... Uh, much of a, a fight these these birds were kind of friendly and um, uh, not that aware of predators and that's often where um, the the fun way fool gets trapped uh, they don't see that some people don't have their best interests at heart and that the things that seem fun on the surface may not always be the most beneficial to them in the long term and so uh, I know that has been true for me, that there have been many fun things that looked fun at the time, but really were traps towards um, uh, either behavior or mindsets that weren't uh, beneficial to me or to the people around me. Um, so this is uh, a very much a cautionary tale. And I think there's a theme in all of these stories of this book where uh, the stories that the parents come out of the story box with, they don't always end up so happy uh, because often when we live life foolishly, things don't go well. So um, hope you enjoyed this chapter. Hope you're enjoying uh, this whole series. I uh, would enjoy getting to hear back from you on um, anything that you are enjoying or ways that you think that this uh, podcast could improve. Um, you can find all the ways to contact me in the show notes. Um, and I would encourage you to, to be a subscriber to uh, my newsletter. Uh, you can also find the link to that in the show notes. But that is where you're going to get all the information about a little bit more about what's going on with me and my family, as well as uh, you get some uh, early release dates and some other uh, ways to uh, contribute to uh, these stories. For example, it's uh, through people in uh, a part of that newsletter uh, email list who uh, get to help vote on book covers and uh, get advanced copies of the books for uh, review and those kinds of things. So if you'd like that, jump in on the email list and as a part of that you'll also get a free copy of a short story that i wrote called for the benefit of mr kite so again check all that out in uh, the notes and until next week when we uh, look at the next chapter in sabrina cubbins and mr alexander's pottery palace i hope you have a great week 